0: Uh, sex worker. And yes, it does. In those biblical
2: sense, I am beyond a pet and a bank hooker. Sex worker. Which vomits her mind. Listen up while I take it backwards. Oh, God, because the galatimia, which I, I'm not a process. six workers, But I can give you what you want. That's a shortcut. Needs an outcome. I'm a process. Sex
0: worker. Damn it.
1: Get some
0: changing to the vixen hour sex workers setting the record straight on australia's first gay and lesbian radio station joy 94.9 red umbrella radio That's right, you have tuned into The Vixen Hour here on Joy 94.9 The Vixen Hour is your weekly radio show that explores life issues and the world from a sex worker's perspective This is your opportunity to challenge the stereotypes and prejudice that you may have about sex work and hear from the actual voices of sex workers ourselves. We are out loud and proud This is the only community radio program in the world that is both publicly broadcasted directly to your radios and available online all the time. That is 100 percent produced and presented by sex workers themselves turn it up
2: all discussions presented on Vixen Hour are made in the interest of community information and are not intended to induce any individual to seek employment in the sex industry. For more information in this area, we recommend individuals to get in contact with their local sex work organisation. The Vixen Hour. Everyone
1: has an opinion about sex work. Make yours an informed one. Enjoy 94.9.
0: If at any point you would like to interact with the program, you can do so by sending us an SMS on 0427 569 that's 0427 JOY 949, or sending us an email at onair at joy.org.au. It would be absolutely fantastic to hear from you. So on tonight's show, we will be talking about the tragic murder of a sex worker that happened last week. We'll be hearing from people who were close to her, her community, as well as have a discussion with a close friend of hers around the issues around street-based sex work and coming back to talking about a woman who perhaps hasn't been receiving the best treatment in the media that she could have been. So to kick it all off, let's have some news.
2: Now on
1: Joy 94.9, a look at the issues that matter to the sex worker community from home and abroad. Thanks to the Vixen Hour, here is tonight's edition of the Sex Work News.
0: The following news story was created by the 10 Network and Fairfax Media and appears courtesy of The Age website, theage.com.au. Homicide Squad detectives are appealing for public assistance with regard to an investigation into the death of a 40-year-old woman found in Greaves
2: Street. St Kilda.
1: Tony Melisivus says his love for his murdered partner Tracy Connolly is as strong as his determination to find her killer.
2: My love for Tracy is unrelenting. I, along with the police, will not stop until this animal responsible for this crime is caught and punished.
1: He discovered Ms Connolly's body in the van in which they lived together in St Kilda.
2: Tracy is a beautiful, kind, caring, loving person. It deserves justice.
1: Today, he joined her father, Brian Connolly, to plead for public help to solve her murder. Mr Connolly says he never judged his daughter, but was always concerned.
2: You worry
0: about your children all the way. We've already lost a son who was killed in while being a farm in here in Victoria. You worry about them.
1: Police have looked through 24 hours of grainy security vision. They believe it shows Ms Connolly arriving at her van in the early hours of Sunday July 21 with another person. She was seen earlier in the night on the corner of Mitchell and Carlisle Streets.
0: She's seen last at the corner at 11.30 at night. Uh, We think this has happened sometime between 1.30 and 2.30 in in the morning.
1: Police mindful that her sex work may make some witnesses reluctant to speak up.
0: We need to eliminate people who were Tracey's clients and
2: we need to rule them out from our investigation.
1: Investigators believe forensic examination of DNA from the scene will hold the key. fix an hour that was tonight's edition of sex work news to keep on today with the show connect to our facebook page facebook.com slash radio
0: Many of the newspaper articles written about this very, very tragic event can often sort of overlook the fact that this person was a human being, was a member of the community, was connected to other people. And so tonight on our show, on the Vixen Hour, as we do most nights, we try to humanise sex workers. We talk about them as people, their histories, their connection with other people. In that spirit, I thought I would take the opportunity to go and talk to people who felt very connected to um, Tracy and give them an opportunity to tell us about her. So here's what they had to say.
1: I knew her as a lovely lady, a friend, helpful to everybody, always sweet, always came in and gave you a kiss and said hello dolls, hello dolls to everybody and she will be very, very missed. She was a, a delightful person, wonderful to have a discussion with, mm. a, very well spoken, very articulate. She was lovely. I've known Tracy for over 10 years. She was loved by pretty much everybody in St Kilda and I'm sure elsewhere. She was incredibly warm, very intelligent, exceptionally beautiful and exceptionally brown in winter as well. And she was loved by all. Tracy to me represents, I suppose she's an image of
2: myself because she's worked for ever since I've been here. We used to share the same corner, like when you're talking nearly 20 years ago and she's always been there and she's always been around. So just a huge shock and quite devastating.
1: I knew Tracy for four and a half years. We saw each other daily. I really connected with her around parenting because she had some boys and I've got a boy and she was always interested in how my 12-year-old was doing and whether he was still being a nightmare. Always had really wise words to say, which was awesome. And also the thing I remember about her is that she had the best posture. When I saw her, I'd always stand up straight. I will remember that forever. If I want a picture in my mind, it's her standing up really straight looking fabulous and, yeah, being an amazing person that cared more about others than she did about herself.
2: My experience with Tracy as a friend towards me was Tracy saw me walking back towards the gatehouse late one afternoon. I was severely traumatised by some news from doctors about myself. Her and her partner pulled over and made damn sure that I got to where I needed to go, which was back to the doctors at that stage. She would have stopped to help anybody that needed help she was a very loving very caring person and i will miss her terribly she was just the most beautiful person she'd bounce
1: into the gatehouse always happy never want to give anyone any of her pain never show her pain um, always interested in what everyone else was doing and just just lovely beautiful beautiful person it's definitely a light's gone out at the gatehouse now uh, and we. really miss her terribly.
2: I was lucky and privileged and honoured to know the beautiful Tracy. Not only was she exotic and beautiful to look at, she's also one of the most beautiful people that I had the opportunity to meet. She's warm, friendly and had one of the best sense of humour. I um, would often see her when I was down in St Kilda working. She had her own special corner and we'd have often conversations around her special corner because I knew the police would properly charge her for loitering being on that corner but she assured me she had a lovely relationship with all people around that particular corner. I was a very close friend of Tracy's. She was a very beautiful person She had a heart of gold and she'd do anything for anybody. I love Tracy and everyone loves her. And that's the way she'll always be remembered.
1: I remember Tracy as a bit of a character and a lovely, lovely girl who has been around for a long, long time. Special little things I remember about was her her lovely manners, of course. She had wonderful manners and beautiful posture and she was would trot in here on her high heel boots and make us all laugh, and trot in and have a drink of cordial, and and go back to work. As she had to work, she worked very, very hard. She was hard to get to know, but once you got underneath that hard exterior, she was the sweetest person that you could ever find. And like she made boobs out of nothing, and she inspired me, and I now do the same thing. Tracy Connolly, she was very personable and very alive but she was also funny, very dynamic in her way. used to tell little stories about family and how a dad would renovate and then her mum wouldn't like it and he'd redo it the other way very dedicated renovator and little stories about people and things, little incidents that happened out and about, you know Jackie O sort of stylish dresser with a twist of classic but stylish a little bit sexy in dress but lovely
2: girl very relaxed and like a girl next door Tracy was my friend she was special, I know that sounds a bit cliche but Tracy did stand out for me because she gave of herself so much she gave to me more than i could ever have given to her she was beautiful she was deep she will just be deeply missed <laughs> a voice for sex workers
0: the vixen hour on joint 94.9 you have tuned into the Vixen Hour here on Joy 94.9. If you would like to z- send us a message on the show, you can do so by SMSing in on 0427 569 or sending us an email at onair at joy.org.au. Just as Johnny and Scotty have, who have sent really lovely supportive message. Thanks, guys. I thought I might talk about Tracy and, and some of the things that I've been through this week and some of the reflections that I've had. So I did end up going to a candlelight vigil that was held in St Kilda for her on Friday and I I did write a piece about it so I thought I would share that. So Cherisey was a street based sex worker and unlike others who have written about her death I say this not because it's a salacious detail, not because I want to reduce her to some sort of social artefact or not because it justifies what happened to her or it says anything about her character. I say it because that's how I knew her it was my connection to her. You see, 15 years ago, I too was a homeless street-based sex worker. I lived in a squat with other male sex workers, and we used to go down to the Grove to work. Tracy worked in an area between where I lived and where I worked, so I would often see her on my way home. Like others in our community, we would hail each other, say good day, share supplies when we needed to, give each other the heads up when the police or cars full of people hurling abuse at us were driving around. Tracy was a constant presence. She was warm and friendly, tough as most of us were, but lovely. She held herself tall, regardless of what she was going through, and her statuesque presence was constant. It remained there for the years I worked on the street. She would still be there when I moved into community health work in St. Kilda. Doing after hours outreach gave me the opportunity to still say good day to her. She would still be there as I left. But she's not there anymore After staying away for about a week After hearing the news of what had happened I turned up to the candlelight vigil Being held on Grieve Street A mixture of sadness, guilt and anxiety Had kept me away I hadn't left St Kilda on terms that I would have chosen And it pained me to leave a community I felt so connected to You see, I love street-based sex workers Perhaps that may sound like a strange thing to say But it's true I love them because we are strong people Despite Often carrying complex histories, we still face the stigma and prejudice that society imposes on us to make the most of whatever circumstance we found ourselves in. I love them because we are connected by a unique empathy, one that cannot be replicated within those who have not walked these streets. I love them because as I got to know each one, I could recognize the amazing and beautiful person that each one was. As I walked into the gatehouse for Tracy Connolly's vigil, the reception was overwhelming. Immediately, people recognised me. Their faces lit up with a familiarity and warmth, and the warmth of their welcome stripped away any of the anxiety that I held during that week. I felt at home. After the initial greetings and hugs, I remembered someone warned me, Debbie is really angry at you. It wasn't long before I learnt what that warning meant. I stepped outside for a cigarette, and Deb Osman, a longtime street-based sex worker and somewhat of a matriarch of the St killed a scene, a person who had featured frequently in my life on the street as well as as I moved through my roles in community health services had appeared. As I came in for a hug, she snapped at me. I am so pissed off at you. I didn't let it stop me. I held her close and I could hear her muffled rage. Where have you been all week? We really needed you. I really needed you. It felt like you had turned your back on us. I just held her. I apologised for my absence and I stumbled through an explanation of the internal process that had kept Me away. I didn't let go and I felt her eventually hug me back. And through her tears, she said, Never forget that no matter where you go, this is where you came from. You will always be one of us. And I finally felt that I had the permission I needed to grieve. See, this is what street-based sex workers are. Beyond the stereotypes, the cruel jokes and the prejudice, we are a community of people. When one of us is lost, we embrace each other in our grief. We cry, we laugh, we remember. We share our stories of the one we are missing. And despite the way we are thought of, the way we are treated, between us is an immense amount of humanity. We are a tribe, a community, and one that I'm so, so proud to be a part of. We are street-based sex workers, and in all likelihood, we are probably just like you. Tracy Connolly was a beautiful person. She was sweet and funny and thoughtful. She could talk to anyone and often did. I remember her as someone who had her good days and bad, but was constantly gorgeous. I'm going to miss her, and I'm grateful for the way she brought people together, even now that she's sadly gone.
1: Joy 94.9.
0: So after my interaction at the gatehouse with Deb, she very kindly agreed to have a conversation with me. So parked on the side of the road, pulling out a microphone, I was able to record this interview. This is my conversation with Deb Osmond. So you're in the Vixen Hour here on Joy 94.9, and I'm joined by a woman I've known for quite a long time, amazing street-based sex worker, Debbie Osmond. Hi, Debbie. Hi, how are you, Christian? I'm not too bad. Now,
2: Debbie, you've been
0: doing sex work for quite a long time. Yes, yep.
2: since 1975.
0: Wow. And has it always been
2: on the street? Between 75 and 82 on the street. I left with when I was pregnant with my first son. Mm. Then I worked escort work for the agencies until I got blacklisted by oh. almost everybody. Then I worked escort for myself and I came back in 2003 on the street. Wow.
0: Yeah, and over that period of time, has has the street sort of changed? What, what have your what have you noticed about the street?
2: There's a lot more change. It seems that the girls they don't seem to stand together anymore, mm-hmm. and that. But it's, it's proved me a lie because with Tracy being murdered on the weekend, mm-hmm. they have been sticking, and that which is really good. Um, yeah, there's a lot more violence. There's a lot more rapes. Mm-hmm. The police, the way the police interact with us, are a lot different. They're a lot better now. Mm-hmm. And when I left in eighty two, there was no services around for the working girls. Mm-hmm. Now there is, yeah, and that which is great.
0: Yeah, let's talk about that time between seventy five and eighty two, was it?
2: When I worked down here, yes. yeah,
0: yeah. What so? What was it like? How different was it from today?
2: Well, we all had our own corners, and we didn't work on anybody else's corner. If we did, we got a clip down the under the ear. We used to get picked up by the police and taken back and charged, Mm -hmm. fingerprinted, locked up for four hours. And if you pissed a cop off (laughs) back then, you put one foot on the nature strip and they'd grab you by the collar and say you busted again. Mm-hmm. So some days you could spend two, three days in the lockup. Mm-hmm. Depends on how bad you annoyed them, mm-hmm. which I quite happen to do quite often. <laughs> <laughs> um, we used to, once you got convicted of soliciting back then, you had no hope ever of mm-hmm. beating a charge of soliciting. Nowadays we have our own court, mm-hmm. which is closed to the public, and you do have a chance of fighting, yeah. like getting it thrown out if you weren't working.
0: Yeah,
2: It's a lot more fairer, now, fairer nowadays. Back then it wasn't. Mm-hmm. We couldn't report any rapes to the police because we got told to F off. We didn't have anybody but ourselves yeah. back then.
0: Yeah. And were there a lot more people active on the street back then?
2: There was girls on every corner and this is before the pokies came out. We would go out and it was 15 for oral, 20 for sex and 35 for pose. Wow. And we'd make two, three, four thousand dollars $4,000 a night. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And today's quite different? Very different. It's you're lucky to make 600 a $1,000. You're extremely lucky. Mm. The girls aren't here. We can walk around wherever we want now, mm-hmm. within reason. But um, it's a lot more dangerous now. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's scary. Girls haven't come out since the weekend.
0: Yeah. It's interesting. You said the police used to be a lot harder on you back yes. then. But it's scarier now. What, what do you think is the difference between then and now that makes it, I guess less safe.
2: I think, in general, there's more violence in society mm-hmm. and that across the whole board, yeah. and my opinion is we give our children too many rights mm-hmm. and we're told they can do whatever they want, so they're not held accountable for their actions, yeah, until they turn eighteen, and mm-hmm. we can't teach children when they've turned eighteen, you've mm-hmm. got to have respect for this one and mm-hmm. and this is why I believe there's so much violence mm-hmm. around. Sadly, we have a lot of people around that do believe that raping or bashing a working person mm-hmm. is okay. We get a lot of people, males, females of all ages, driving along, throwing eggs at us, mm-hmm. rocks and stones yeah. and that. Um, and it's illegal, but mm-hmm. they think it's fun. We're all human. We don't choose the work we do mm-hmm. a lot of the time to be harassed like that. We're no less human than your daughter or your sister or anybody else. Mm. We have feelings. We have family.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You talked about a lot more violence on the street. Is there some coming from clients or is it generally from the public? How do you see it?
2: Yeah, mainly from the clients. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Has it always been like that? Like, you know, way back in the 70s when you were working, were the clients different?
2: I don't remember as much violence around it. We did have the odd one, but word got around like wildfire. And we'd stay clear, and that. And I don't ever remember all the violence back then like there is nowadays. Yeah.
0: Uh, One of the things that you sort of said about working back then Mm. was it sounded like there were a lot more sex workers around. Yes. Did you think some of that safety came around because there was sort of constant people hanging about?
2: Yes, I suppose so. But nowadays, definitely, because people would be worried being seen and that. But nowadays, it hits one. One o'clock in the morning here, and it's so deserted. Yeah, nobody sees anything because there's nobody around. Mm. And- It'd never be like that because there was always somebody out yeah. twenty four seven back then.
0: Yeah, and you talked about the relationship with the police changing. So nowadays, what is the relationship with the police like?
2: With most of the police, um, it's really good, mm-hmm. and that you get the odd one that's still back in the old ice age mm-hmm. and that and bad attitude. But basically, they're fairly good. If something happens to one of the girls, they're pretty normally fairly good. Yeah, they support. Mm-hmm. And yeah,
0: Has it been a long time coming, sort of building that relationship with the police? Has that been like a gradual change over time?
2: It's been a gradual change and it's still building. Mm-hmm. There's still lots of room for improvement. Yeah, yeah. So do, do you ever get sort of bad interactions with the police? Oh, yes, mm-hmm. we do. I had to ring triple I at one stage and four times they were, they were ringing and they didn't respond. Yeah. And of course I don't let things go with things like that because we have rights just same as the next person. Mm -hmm. So I jumped up and down and carried on like a treat. You remember that question, don't you? (laughs) I do. Yeah. Yeah. A week week later I had the commissioner Mm -hmm. and two high ranking police officers from St Kilda sitting around a table explaining to little old me why they didn't attend. (laughs) Squirming. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but because of that there was little policies change. I don't know what the policies were, but Little things changed at the police station mm-hmm. because of that episode. Yeah, mm. yeah. So um, do police ever give street-based sex workers a hard time? Sometimes, yes. Mm. Yeah. Depends on the way they think mm-hmm. and that. Um, and I suppose it also depends on the way they talk to. I've always talked to them with respect. Yeah. On that, um, and I suppose if somebody talks to them like, crap they're going to respond but that goes everywhere yeah yeah sometimes you get some really nasty ones like mm-hmm. yeah
0: i suppose there's always a few bad eggs around yeah mm. but
2: i jump up and down <laughs> about <laughs> it <laughs>
0: you're listening to the fixin hour on joy 94.9 Welcome back. You're on the Vixen Hour here on Joy 94.9. We have received some messages. Um, so thank you to Scotty for your awesome supportive message. Really great to hear from you. And um, Liana from Thornbury, thank you very much for calling in and sharing that message of support. It really does mean a heap to us here in the studio, to anyone in the studio, but you know me in particular at the moment. Um, we're going to go to the second part of my chat with Deb Osmond now, and during this part, she talks about... a a bit more about sort of the violence experienced by street-based sex workers as well as I guess the service response that's down there in St Kilda so here we go you're in the Vixen Hour here on Joy 94.9 Joy 94.9 You talked about, you know, violence happening a lot. Well, when violence does happen, do you think street-based sex workers are now, I guess, more inclined to report incidents of violence to the police these days?
2: Some girls are, some girls aren't because there's a lot of girls down here, their families don't know they work mm-hmm. and a lot of the girls also do believe that the police won't do anything because they're a street worker and mm-hmm. that is so not true. Yeah, They do do it that is will follow things up. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, they have they can be yeah supported. And if they're not I jump up and down and make things happen. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. It's it sounds like though you actually need to be quite assertive if you want the police to take you seriously.
2: Not all the time, just on the odd times and that I just want they've got a job to do mm-hmm. and I want the girls' rights yeah like looked after. Yeah. And we have a right just as much to the next person, yeah, to get a result, yeah, and that's and that's what I want, and that's what I expect, yeah, and that nothing less, nothing more,
0: yeah. So, have you heard of Operation Nocturne? It's the police operations that target the clients. It'll be things like issuing clients with banning notices. I know, of it. and you know, having increased police presence on the street and sometimes under covers. You may
2: have Well, I believe because of that operation mm-hmm. is why the streets were so deserted and why nobody was around when Tracy was murdered on the weekend. Yeah, right. And that, um, yeah, it's... I don't believe... But Dandenong police are actually banning the girls up there. Yeah. And that it's not for the girls. Mm. And that's... Some police are just interpreting their own thing into it. Yeah,
0: because the police operations have been going for a a couple of years now. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people are saying that it has changed the clients. Yeah, I'm wondering what... You sort of see the changes being. Things. There's
2: less clients, but anybody that's got a bit of a brain to them knows damn well mm. that if they want to rape anybody or hurt any of the girls down here, to come down after one o'clock, mm. and they know there's nobody around.
0: Yeah, including
2: police. Yeah, they're too. They're busy. They're having their cuppers, I suppose, at the time of the morning. Mm. Mm.
0: In terms of, I guess, making it better for street-based sex workers, do you think their operations are having sort of Of a negative impact,
2: in some ways, yes, Mm, because it's making the streets deserted, and that's when things can happen. Yeah, and like nobody's going to stay out.
0: And and do you think if like because I sort of say you know if there's less clients around, it means that workers are making less money. Yes. And, and do you think? I mean, and obviously, less money is a bad thing. <laughs> yes, but um, what are the other effects of having less clients around on the street?
2: So, a, a lot of the girls down here have got um, habits on heroin, mm-hmm. and they need the heroin to function normal, mm-hmm. and it can make them do other crime. Mm-hmm. And they, they should legalize heroin because mm-hmm. then there would not be this black market for it, and there wouldn't be crime. Yeah, and everything. Think, um, yeah, it just the ball rolls down. And that, yeah. No money for the drugs; they need the drugs, mm-hmm. and everybody. It's all very well to say, "I'll oh, go on a program," but you can't go on a program until you're ready to. Yeah, as much as you want to, you might your body might not be ready, your mind not might not be ready for yeah. it. It's just got, and people pushing people pushing it, that onto you is not going to make you give no. it up and that it's got to be you've got to be in the right mindset for it mm-hmm. for it to work and and each time they attempt that one step closer mm. instead of degrading them encourage them yeah yeah it's sad yeah, yeah.
0: So in Victoria, we've got like brothels and escort agencies. Yep. And and a lot of people think, oh, well, we've got those. Why can't street-based sex workers just move into a brothel or an escort agency? Do you think
2: it's that easy? No, it's not. Like with me, I said earlier that I think I got blacklisted by almost every agency <laughs> and that in Victoria. And that was because I'm not having somebody tell me how to do my job mm-hmm. because I want to sit with a little old man who's paying me a couple hundred dollars once or twice twice a week because he's just lost his wife with 30 odd years mm-hmm. and he's sitting there making me cups of tea and if I stay an hour longer mm. and they're telling me I can't do that no way, nobody's telling me that mm. I for one have a problem laying on my back and doing other things and putting money into somebody else's pocket, yeah. I have a problem with that, if I'm doing this work, if I did this work, it all came to me Yeah, all my kids mm-hmm. uh, that's acceptable but it doesn't suit everybody, being locked into those times. Yeah,
0: yeah. So in a way, street-based work is a a lot more, I guess, independent.
2: Very. You you do your own hours. Mm -hmm. You don't have to pay out the third or however much Mm -hmm. to somebody else. We get all the money, but I Mm -hmm. do believe we should have a safety house here where we can work from. Mm -hmm. That's what I believe. Mm -hmm. That's what I want. I also want a lamppost with a hooker leaning up on it. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't think I'm going to get either. <laughs>
0: now Deb you've been around for a while and I mean there's there's in, in St Kilda there's a lot of services that work with street based sex workers yep. I'm guessing you, you've you gotten to know almost all of them I've done <laughs> volunteer work for most of them yeah mm-hmm. yeah. do you think they're doing it right? Do you think there needs to be something different about those services? Oh that's a
2: dangerous question to ask me <laughs> that's a, well there's one mm-hmm. that should be shut down mm-hmm. I'm horrified with what they do. I don't like people that try to represent themselves for something they're not. Mm -hmm. And that's one particular place used to be open six days a week for us girls. Now it's open like four half days. Mm -hmm. And it's absolutely disgusting. And they tend to look after parlour girls and escort girls now and give us the brush up. Mm. Yes, and the other place, we've got one place left and... Mm -hmm. Taking the last place we have left coach mm-hmm. because it's slowly going away from us and yeah. I will fight tooth, nail and hammer mm-hmm. to keep that place for us girls. Yeah. Because yeah. it's the only place we've got really for us girls. Yeah. So does it
0: feel like a lot of services just aren't being turning
2: their backs on us mm-hmm. that originally opened for us girls mm-hmm. and then slowly turn their backs on us. Yeah. That's really sad.
0: I mean it is. Mm. it is. Considering that I'm talking about my own history now, because you know I've Yep. I was around 15 years ago, ages ago. Services used to have like really key people that were really passionate about yep. working with street-based sex workers. Yes. Do you feel like a lot of
2: that's gone? Now? It's definitely gone, mm. and that these very small handful now that it is they genuinely care about the girls. Yeah, and that the most people are worried about the red tape and mm-hmm. it's not doesn't look good and that and yeah. yeah, that's sad. It is. It is sad, and as I said. This last place. Mm. They've got a couple of staff there that it's there for the, like straight from their heart. They love us girls and Mm. help us but there's a couple of staff members there that need to be out of there Mm -hmm. and I don't want money when I take it to court or anything. I want two people out Mm. that don't care about us. Mm. Mm.
1: I'm Dr. Brooke Mignanti, formerly known as Belle de Jour, and you're listening to The Vixen Hour on Joy 94.9. Joy
2: 94.9.
0: You are listening to The Vixen Hour here on Joy 94.9. If at any point you would like to send us a text message, you can do so by texting in on 0427 949 or sending us an email at onair at joy.org.au. we would be be awesome to hear from you, just like we've heard from Hannah. Such a good interview, Christian. Amazing sound quality on the recorder too. I know, I was pretty impressed with it too, considering I was doing it on the side of the road. But, you know, you've got to work with what you've got. Hey, <laughs> uh, Christian, you're a legend. I hate reading these messages when they're about me. Sitting at the beach, laughing and crying from Sal Jen and Debbie O. Oh, it's amazing to hear from you. And speaking of hearing from Debbie O, this is the last part of my conversation with her where she talks about her friendship with Tracy. So here we go. I wanted to ask about Tracy. Yeah. Yeah. So, um... You knew Tracy for a long time. Yeah, yeah. I'm wondering if you could describe how you, I guess, came to know Tracy.
2: Well, since I come back since 2003, so it had to be there. We didn't talk very much. I'd sort of stagger rat by because I'd not long been raped and I was using heaps of drugs to block things out. Mm-hmm. And she didn't know that. Nobody, a lot of people didn't know. And um, I didn't celebrate Christmas because I lost my family. I lost my home. I lost everything after mm-hmm. after that. And Tracy and Tony were the first one. I had lots of invitations. They were the first one invitation that I accepted for Christmas. Yeah. So it was very special, and very, they were very special to me. They both called me old-timer. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, yeah, yeah. But because um, they were staying in the van on one side of the road, I was in my van on the other side, and they'd make sure that I was all right and make me a cuppa of a morning and, <laughs> and that. She was a beautiful lady, very... Do anything for anybody. Yeah. And... She was such a beautiful person. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't hurt a fly.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a lot that's been written about her in like in newspapers, and quite often it's not. They're not very sensitive about you know it's a human being. Yeah, that they're talking about. I guess if you could describe Tracy, if if you could get people to you know to know her, what would you say about her?
2: She was a gentle soul. She cared about everybody. She could have been your daughter or your sister that had this happened to. It doesn't matter what a person's like and that nobody deserves to die the death that she died, mm. especially her. And It doesn't matter what we do for work. We're still human. And that We still should have the same rights as everybody. Yeah. Nobody should have um, died like she did. She was just a gentle, gentle soul. Yeah. She's quite often described as um, as quite well-known. Very well-known. She's been down here a long time. Mm. It was Tracy's Corner, and I used to say, it's not your mm, corner. Nobody's got corners anymore. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm going to get a can of spray paint and go up there and spray Tracy's (laughs) Corner.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because, well, back in the day when I was working... Tracy's corner was kind of between where I lived and where I worked, yeah. so she she was one of those constant she had a constant presence, and you yeah. and it was um you always saw her, and she almost always looked the same as in she she kind of held herself high
2: and oh she, yep, she was quite she wasn't ashamed. she stood there proud. Mm, yeah. Didn't cause problems for anybody, but I'm going to go up there and make sure it's there for good. Tracy's <laughs> corner, <laughs> you one girl, it's yours. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> Look, there's a lot of people who are listening who 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 feel very moved by. This story, and who are, who are very angry about, I guess, the way that street based sex workers are treated and um, the way that we're spoken about.
2: You know what I'm angry about? Mm-hmm. Because the media has not given very much time. Mm-hmm. to it, but there was Jill Maher, was it? mm-hmm. It's still getting airplay and, yeah. and that, and I don't begrudge that, mm-hmm. but Tracy deserved just as much time as anybody else. Yeah, She was a human, she had a life, she had people that loved her, we all loved her, we kind of miss that smiling face. Mm-hmm. We used to get together Tracy and I, and just hang it on her boyfriend, mm-hmm. telling me it was a wind job, yeah, yeah. That. and A couple of days before, we were just laughing our heads mm. up. Um, always had a smile on her face. Mm. Oh,
0: that's lovely. So she invited you around for Christmas. Yeah. I'm wondering if you could tell us what that was like.
2: They ma- cooked a roast and there was a blackout that year, halfway through it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and um, it was absolutely beautiful, um, the roast. I can't even remember what we had, what type of roast. Mm-hmm. I was just really touched and there was another lady that came up and She gave them some speed, and it was like they were playing tag team on this. Uh, It was was just beautiful, and that's no pressure, and Mm. yeah, and they were forever trying to get me to move in with them, and then recently, Mm -hmm. when, like they were saying, when we get our place, and that, you're coming with us, Debbie, and that, um, they didn't want to leave me out here and it's like no no I'm right I'm right mm-hmm. but they were insistent yeah. that I was going to go with them yeah
0: you know one of the things that I miss from my time on mm. sort of the the streets of St Kilda is I worked at the boys end you know like down the grove which is away from everyone else but I still felt quite connected to everybody who was working at the time and it didn't matter where you were working and be- yeah. because I lived in St Kilda I guess I got more of a sense of that um do you still? Do you think there is a, a sense of community amongst all of the workers
2: now? I would have said no before, but after Tracy and that, um, I'd have to say yes with a yeah. lot of them. But everybody loves you, darling.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Look, have you said this before? I, I miss I miss everybody.
2: There. Yeah, I miss you. Oh. <laughs> I miss you? <laughs> Don't I start something? <laughs> I'm so sorry. About before. Oh, no, no, that's okay.
0: (laughs) Um, Is there anything that you wanted to tell sort of the listener?
2: We're trying to get extended hours so there's a service open for us. Mm-hmm. We would like the place that's in Greaves Street mm-hmm. open, mm-hmm. extended hours, because any bad crime that's going to happen to the girls is going to happen during those times that everything's closed. Please, yeah. we badly need support and mm-hmm. that to get something open so there's not another little child that's going to have a mother gone. Mm-hmm.
0: Debbie Osman, thank you for spending time with us here thank in the you. Vixen Hour.
2: Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. Joy 94.9, sharing your
1: passions.
0: You're on the Vixen Hour here on Joy 94.9. That was the last part of my chat with Deb Osmond, very generously spending some time with us here on the Vixen Hour albeit on the side of the road in my car. (laughs) Um, But for people who are interested, there will be a memorial for Tracy Connolly. It will be held on Greaves Street in St Kilda. This event has been held in consultation with the local sex workers and is coordinated by a range of social services in St Kilda. It is sponsored by the City of Port Phillip, and I want to say a big thank you to them for making um, those sort of community events happen. So it's going to be on Thursday the 8th of August, at 6pm and the details will be posted on the St Kilda Gate House's website. That's www.stkildagatehouse.org.au um, We'll probably post a link to that on our Facebook page and to find our Facebook, find us on Facebook go to facebook.com forward slash sexworker radio and if you are of the Twitter persuasion you can follow us at Fixin Hour. It'd be awesome to be connected to you. We've got to go to some messages now But straight after this, we'll wrap up and say goodnight. You're on the Vixen Hour here on Joy 94.9. Uplifting. Informing. Empowering. Joy 94.9. You are on the Vixen Hour here on Joy 94.9. I want to say an extra big thank you to Debbie O, Deb Osmond. Thank you for spending some time with us, sharing your experiences and your stories. I also want to thank everyone who's te- t- texted in and showed so much love and support for the Vixen Hour and especially at this really difficult time for the sex worker community. So to Johnny and Scotty and Sal and Jen and Liana, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts. If you want to stay connected to the Vixen Hour, you can do so by liking us on facebook at facebook.com forward slash sex worker radio also a podcast of this show will be uploaded to our joy page so if you go to joy.org.au forward slash the vixen hour or one word that should appear there in the next we usually upload our podcasts in the next couple of days so yes keep an eye out for that but for now i am saying good night you have been on the vixen hour here on joy 94.9 and i will see you next monday at 9 p.m good